Welcome to season two of the Tourism Geographies podcast. It's great to have you back. We hope you've missed us. Or if you're a new subscriber to the podcast, we hope that you like what we have in store in season two. My name is Jayan Che. I'm coming to you from my base at Glasgow Caledonian University, Scotland, and the UK. I am one of the associate editors of the journal Tourism Geographies. The journal Tourism Geographies is an international journal of tourism space, place, and environment. The journal publishes multidisciplinary works on tourism and related fields such as recreational and leisure studies and regional traditions from a geographic standpoint. Along with executive producer of the Tourism Geographies podcast, Stephen Pratt, the production team and I look forward to bringing you more insightful and knowledge-provoking episodes in Season 2 of the Tourism Geographies podcast. One of the main aims of the Tourism Geographies podcast is to take academic research and make it more accessible to a wider audience. And more importantly, you get to hear from the author firsthand. Welcome, Qingming. How are you? How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Thanks so much for your time and um, having a chat with me about your recent article, Health and Local Food Consumption in Cross-Cultural Towards Mobility, an Assemblage Approach. Fascinating topic. My pleasure here. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Qingming, what question or problem was this paper or research setting out to understand? Actually, this paper, uh, we, in this paper, we uh, attempt to study the healthiness of food, of tourist uh, consumption in, 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 in tourism destinations. And uh, uh, we attempt to improve the general understanding of the food health in tourism. Uh, if we read this paper, we can find that uh, we adopt a relational approach to understand the food health in tourist food consumption. That means the health of food is not predetermined by its contained microelements, um, biological or chemistry elements, but co-produced by uh, heterogeneous uh, material, social, cultural, psychological elements. Yes, that's our uh, main purpose. In our literature review, we find that the existing studies really uh, regards the healthiness of food from, from an essential perspective. That means uh, the health of food is determined by its chemical elements or its uh, nutrition content or by the locality of food because you know local food is uh, thought to be able to provide more fresh food more fresh more healthier but in our research we find that the healthiness of food is not determined by its nutrition or by its freshness it's determined by our uh, eating behaviors in different psychological and cultural consumption contexts. That's what we want to or try to prove 
Really interesting, Qingming. So can you briefly describe the background and context of the work? Like when, where, when, who? Yes, I, yes I, I'm just a co-author of this paper. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the investigation uh, was conducted by the first author, Dr. Lin Jiayi. Mm -hmm. Yes, she uh, investigated uh, Chinese outbound tourists in Spain in 2014 and 2016. Uh, at that time, she was a PhD student at the University of Jona. Mm -hmm. And uh, she took ma uh, many months in Barcelona and Madrid to observe and interview Chinese tourists. There, are, uh, there were more, more than 200 uh, people uh, were interviewed. You know, uh, before the pandemic, Chinese outbound tourists were the largest international tourist market. So uh, the world uh, hoped Chinese tourists to, vi to visit their countries to uh, boost their uh, tourism industry. And Dr. Lin uh, was uh, sponsored by uh, Tourism Authority in uh, Catalonia to uh, study Chinese tourism market. And, uh, you know, because the Chinese culture is very different from uh, Europe. So how to feed the Chinese tourists is a, a big problem for many des destinations. Dr. Lin chose the topic about uh, food consumption of Chinese tourists in Spain to complete uh, her PhD thesis. And this uh, paper is based on the materials uh, she collected in, in Spain. So you can uh, find that we use the example of uh, the food consumption of Chinese tourists in Spain to illustrate the relational uh, approach to the healthiness of local food consumption. And uh, we, we find that sense of novelty and uh, food culture difference plays a significant role in shaping Chinese tourists' perception of the healthiness of local food spam. Even uh, this is an example of study about Chinese food, or Chinese tourists. But we think the conclusion can be uh, applied to other uh, tourism markets. But uh, the, the research finding may be different, but the theory can, can be used and applied. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Really interesting. Um, can you briefly describe the theory and concepts that underpin this work? Yes, yes. Uh, the, the theory in this paper is uh, quite, quite difficult. I <laughs> can only, yes, some uh, about, 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 uh, about assemblage and uh, therapeutic landscapes. Mm -hmm. The first uh, theory is uh, uh, therapeutic landscapes, uh, which is a, a popular theory in human geography, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, in this theory, uh, the scholars think that place has the ability to heal people's uh, body. For example, the ocean, the uh, forest. Uh, in in geography, they call uh, green place or uh, blue space have the ability to heal. Yes, uh, and uh, uh, after many years of studies of therapeutic landscapes, then. 
uh, have a progress to uh, to follow a thought from such as the theory of assemblage uh, or ANT or other relational uh, thinking. They think that the play, the ability to hear, to hear uh, people's health of the place is not essential. For example, the um, we, we know that if we stay in the forest, we can breathe fresh air and we can become more healthier. But in, if we use a relational approach, the, the healing ability of the forest is not determined, it's not essential. Mm-hmm. Yes, if we stay in forest for a long time, maybe we can we become fear about the 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 the, the learning place, and uh, uh, maybe we 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 feel the, the sense of uh, insecurity, and the health is not uh, uh, insured in the, this forest. So, uh, if we use the uh, relational approach, we can find that the health of a the healthiness of a place or a, or space is not essential. So some scholars uh, propose the another concept such as uh, therapeutic assemblages. It means it argues that the healthiness of place is consisted by heterogeneous elements, material elements, social elements, cultural elements. And spiritual elements, these elements co-produced the uh, the health of a place. Not so. This is the a therapeutic uh, uh, landscape and a therapeutic uh, assemblage. So the, the 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 key theory is assemblage theory or assemblage thinking. And this is a very uh, I think large theory. And, and we are still uh, trying to uh, study this theory. Uh, in brief, I think uh, assemblage theory can produce, uh, can provide many insights uh, for us. The first is its ontological status is different. It, it argues for a progress-oriented ontology. It tends to explain social outcomes are being produced by process and uh, serialized uh, structure force are unstable products of different interactions. It's different from structure-oriented uh, ontologies. So we know we said in uh, easy words, it means the reality is always in a progress of becoming. The social structure is always in a progress of becoming. It's the, the structure and the reality is keeping change, change, and change. Maybe it's uh, relatively stable, but it, it keeps change. So this is the ontological status. It's a, it's a progress-oriented ontology. And uh, the second point I think is important uh, in assemblage thinking is its a relational approach. I uh, said this relation many times. Uh, it means the reality 
all the social reality is produced by the interactions between material factors and the expressive factors, or we can put it simple, uh, the human factors and the non-human factors co-produce or co-create the social reality. So the non-human factors are very important in uh, social science studies right now, because, because we know that in uh, uh, social science, we always study human relations, human interactions, and we forget about the agency of non-human actors, mm -hmm. material actors, animal, uh, animal, non-human animal actors, and uh, and so on. So, so in assemblage thinking, I think uh, material factors or material actors are, are very important in our research. We should reconsider uh, non-human actors in creating sociality. Sociality is not all about human. It's also uh, enabled by non-human factors. Yes, that's two points I think are very really important. <laughs> uh, yes, the ontological status is uh, progress-oriented ontology, and uh, uh, the, uh, the second is relational approach. And in relational approach, we should emphasize the material factor, non-human factors, yes. Jingming, I think the audience or, or listeners want to really read want to read your article now after listening all this. Really, really interesting. Um Jingming, <laughs> what are the key takeaways that listeners and readers of your paper should know? In our studies, I think the most important thing is mm -hmm. we should change our perception of mm -hmm. or, or our ideas of health. Health is a dynamic process mm. or dynamic reality i think mm. because you know in in daily life we always say you are not health or you are health but health is always change mm. constantly because mm. if, if you know in, in uh, we can imagine that in our daily life if we get cold we become unhealthy unhealthy we become ill but uh Several days, several days later, we become health. And if we, if we eat some traumatic food, we become, we have a stomach uh, ache, yes. We become ill. And uh, uh, after one day, we become healthy again. So health is uh, relatively stable, but health is uh, always changed. I think this is the assemblage thinking can uh, tell us. And uh, for this study, for the context of Chinese urban tourists, we, we, we find that, that uh, the psychology of eating, eating habits and food culture and uh, food materials co-produce the healthiness of local food in tourism destinations. So we, we should know that local food is good, but local food is not always healthy for mm -hmm. tourists because uh, the healthiness of local food is determined by some mm -hmm. uh, other uh, factors. Yes, this is uh, what we want to audience know. Okay. 
Thank you so okay. much, Jimmy. If I'm allowed, can I ask you about this very interesting concept, this yin and yang balance effect towards health experience through diet in your paper? What is the yin and yang balance for, for food and health? Yes, <laughs> your question is very good because you know, we use yin and yang uh, to uh, study another uh, therapeutic landscapes in, mm -hmm. in China, and uh, that article is accepted by ATR and also children research. I think uh, people can uh, read that paper in, in this month later. And uh, yin and yang is a very Chinese concept in in our belief. I think we usually to uh, cattle classify things or people or anything into yin and yang. And uh, if we want to keep in, we want to be harmony, the yin elements should be balanced, uh, balanced with yang uh, energy. And in food, consum in food consumption, uh, we also classify food into food with yin energy and food with yang energy. Also, we have some mild, mild food mm -hmm. like rice. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, if in uh, the food with yin energy uh, are always cold food, mm -hmm. like uh, like cold water, like, uh, like some, some fruit, like ice, and the yang food with uh, are uh, usually hot. For uh, example, some uh, uh, fried food like like uh, chips, they, they are hot. Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, in our concept uh, conception of health, uh, if the eel the, the not the eel the, the meal is health, it should consist of in food and young food, and we eat both, and get a balanced stage and we can get a harmony body uh, stage and we are becoming healthy. But you know, in Western culture, may, may, many countries like to eat cold food, mm -hmm. like cold water, mm -hmm. like uh, uh, cold cake, like salad, like, uh, but Chinese tourists, they don't like, not, not oh. every Chinese food oh. like cold food. So, you know, uh, if we read our paper, mm. uh, we uh, told that uh, Chinese tourists uh, always like to eat, drink hot food, hot water. They, they uh, took a bottle of hot water with them. And oh, when they travel? Outside. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Yes. They go and go outside to uh, visit museum, museums mm -hmm. and the restaurants. And uh, many Chinese tourists, they uh, want to refill their hot water in a restaurant. Oh, okay. Yes, and so but in, yeah, in, in, in Europe restaurants, they don't provide, they don't offer uh, hot, uh, hot water. Hot food. Yeah, right. hot, hot, hot water, yes. <laughs> And uh, many uh, Chinese restaurants in Europe, they uh, charge 
for hot hot water. Mm. That make make many Chinese tourists unhappy. Not, not so happy, yeah. <laughs> because you know in Ch- in China, hot water is is free. Mm. In restaurants. Yeah, in so Korea cultural... as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So so it's so it's a uh, it's different in in two uh, regions, mm. I think, and uh, for Chi- for Chinese uh, tourists, health of local food in in Spain, mm. uh, some food in their perception is too hot, and some food in their uh. perception is too cold, like salad. Mm. You know, if we want, if we want to keep healthy, we need we need to take vegetables. But in China, we usually took vegetables. Uh, we cook vegetables hot, hot to eat. But in uh, Europe, uh, vegetables yeah. are usually cold. And they will make uh, Chinese tourists, uh, especially some old Chinese tourists, uh, feel uncomfortable in their stomach because. It, it's cold, right? And uh, the balance is broken. Yes. Mm, so some Chinese tourists are very focusing on the balance, yin and yang balance, while they're in Europe traveling. Yes, yeah, they try to, and they uh, try to, yeah. yes, and they uh, some some Chinese tourists they uh, usually took a kettle with them. They mm. boiled hot water in the morning. And uh, to fill their 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 bottle, and took the hot water outside. Yeah, that's very interesting, really interesting, uh, and fascinating talk. Thank you so much, Qingming, and thanks for taking my last question as well. I was curious about this Ingenian diet for Chinese tourists in Europe. Um, do you have any final comments before you go? Yes, I think uh. Before the pandemic, Chinese tourists are the largest international tourism market. And uh, after the pandemic, I think Chinese tourists, uh, I don't know, uh, they, they, they don't have uh, the po- powerful uh, motivation to uh, visit uh, uh, other countries. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we should uh, study more about Chinese urban tourists, uh, the, the status of uh, Chinese urban tourism market right now in the world, uh, why they still want to go go outside or why not? I think um, so, 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 so Chinese urban tourists is still uh, a very interesting um, research topic. In definitely, the, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Yes, I think. Uh, right now, and uh, for the theory, I think uh, assemblage uh, thinking is very uh, fascinating. Mm-hmm. It can be used to uh, explain many many phenomena. And in China, uh, there are many scholars uh, are using this uh, theory to uh, to do study. Mm-hmm. And and uh, please see publications from Professor Xu Hongzhang. The third, the third author of this paper, mm. her team has published many other articles about health in tourism using a relational approach. And uh, uh, for uh, food tourism research, I think uh, there are uh, more and more publications about food tourism topics, but 
uh, in my observation, uh, most of them are from ma management and marketing approach. And I hope, uh, I hope they are more uh, studied about futurism in, in social and uh, geographical um, approach. I definitely agree. Thank yeah, you so much, Qingming. <laughs> yeah. I definitely agree with you, right? But thank you so much, Qingming. Thank, thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Tourism Geographies podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and we look forward to seeing you again in the next episode. Should you have any ideas, questions, or comments that you'd like to feed through to the production team of the Tourism Geographies podcast, please feel free to make contact with one of us. Or perhaps you yourself might be engaging in tourism research that suits the aim of the podcast. If you do, please drop us a line and let us know. To find out more about tourism geographies, the genre, you can go to Google and type in tourism geographies and soon enough you'll be directed to the journal website. Until next time, take care, safe travels, and stay tuned.